listening to this week's message from Freedom Church. For more info on Freedom, visit freedomdl.com. Thanks for listening. I want to share with you what the Lord has laid on my heart today. And uh, so I just want to begin by saying a quick prayer. Lord God, I just thank you. I thank you that you're with us today. And Lord God, that your spirit is here. I thank you for all the songs today that were about freedom and breakthrough in people's lives. And Lord God, that's what I expect the Holy Spirit to do a work in the people that are here today. I thank you for the ones that you brought in. Lord God, you knew who would be here. And you knew you know what is in their heart and in their family line. And Lord God, we want to address that today. And we want by the power of the Holy Spirit for them to be set free forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so we're going to get jump right in and talk about reputation. You know, the Lord laid the word reputation in my spirit here not too long ago. And then about, I don't know, three weeks ago, I think Pastor Deborah and I were talking on the phone. And she was getting ready for her message and all that. And, and we were talking and she said, well, you know, I didn't come from a family like yours. Like, you know, really preacher families. You know, you go back several generations. And I thought, oh. Um, she don't know all my story (laughs) or my family line story. So um, that kind of added to what I felt the Lord was saying about our iniquities. And, you know, um, Jesus, when he died for us, when he was beaten, it says that he was wounded for our transgressions and that he was bruised for our iniquities. And that's two different things. A sin is when you know you should do something and you don't do it and you miss the mark of what you know God would want you to do. Uh, and iniquity is something that is born in you. You know, when I, when I was conceived in my mother's womb, I drew some DNA from my daddy and I drew some DNA from my mama. Now, I've had a DNA test. I've seen my little circle. And I've seen my mama's circle. My mama's circle looks kind of like this. It's like she comes from lots of places. But on my daddy's side, it was 90, in the beginning, it was 97% British, which includes all of the areas, you know, around Britain, the, you know, European area. But now they have uh, gone back, and now that the technology's gotten better, they have split it a little more. And so now, uh, you know, the, the French has shown up in our family line on my daddy's DNA. I have like 28 ancestors that are buried in Opelousas, uh, Louisiana, and my great-grandmother, Caroline Bailey, she couldn't even speak English. She spoke Creole. And so we have a lot of French in our bloodline. Um, So anyway, I'm telling you all that because you got DNA from all your past. Now, my my mama has some Cherokee in her family line. My daddy has some Mi'kmaq Indians from Nova Scotia in his line. But in Gwen, none of those Indians showed up. So you might have DNA that's in your dad and in your mom but it doesn't show up in your line. So those are just facts. That's scientific facts, okay? So we're going to take it from the physical body and we're going to apply it to the spiritual sense, okay? Whenever Jesus was bruised for our iniquities, that means that when you have a bruise on your arm, I'm thankful I don't have one to show you today, but, you know, it, it's an outward sign of an inward trauma, So we're all walking around because the word says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one of you in this room that doesn't have sin in your life or had or born in iniquities that came on you because of your DNA. Now, we can be free of that. See, Jesus did that. 
he was bruised for us so we don't have to bear it anymore. As an example, um, I know I'm kind of skipping around my notes. I'm probably making it difficult for them to put anything up. But um, uh, on my family line, I'm going to just go ahead and talk about that. Um, as Pastor Jason said a few weeks ago, you know, when you sit down and you unroll the scroll of your life with someone at coffee that you're just trying to encourage, you may need to share things out of your life um, to give them encouragement. That doesn't mean you have to tell them all your ugly sin, but I will tell you this, that I was raised in church, and um, I, I grew up, and, and my wildest days, I spent about nine months of being crazy, acting a fool, if I can just put it in English, you know, real understandable. Uh, and I did all that right here in Liberty County. <laughs> so... Um, whenever Jason said he was coming to Liberty County to plant a church, I got a little nervous. <laughs> I said, now, Jason, you know, I, I lived my wildest time. I lived in Liberty County, and there might be somebody come to the church, and, oh, I know her. I remember her. And uh, I said, I just want you to know, and I didn't tell him stuff I did, and I won't ever, but, um, well, Jesus forgave me of that, and I don't have to, okay? Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, um, but he said, well, you know what I'll say? And I said, what's that? I'll ask them if they lived yesterday. And if they say they were alive yesterday, which obviously they would be, then I would say, well, they've got a past too. That's right. So, you know, he has redeemed me from my past. Amen. So uh, whatever I did here, I mean, I remember it. I could tell it all to you, but I'm not going to. Uh, but I remember it all. And, you know, the devil, sometimes he tries to use it against me that I wouldn't have a voice here. But that's not true. So anyway, let's, talk, let's go ahead and, and talk about the reputation of uh, the definition of a reputation. The Oxford Dictionary says, It's the beliefs or opinions that are generally held about someone or something. Um, like a guy say he had a great job, he had a great reputation, but then all of a sudden it was tarnished because of allegations that he had taken bribes. So um, it's a widespread belief that someone or something has a particular habit or characteristic, like his knowledge of his subject earned him a reputation as an expert. Uh, it's an overall quality or character that is seen or judged by people in general. Now, we all know the Bible says, judge not lest you be judged. But it also says that if you would judge yourself, you wouldn't be judged. Right. You know, we judge other people by their actions, but we judge ourselves by the intent of our heart. You can't know what the intent is in somebody's heart when they may do something that falls short of your expectation. Okay? So don't, don't be judging people, but also know that our actions, we are judged by our actions. And so we want to make sure that we're acting in a godly way. Um, it comes from the root word yakar, which means to be heavy, valuable, to make rare, to be precious, or be prized. Now, on your seat that you had, uh, when you sat down, you would have had a card like this in your seat. And um, on that card, I want you to write down the reputation of your family or your personal reputation. Now, some of us, <clears throat> excuse me, some of us, like for instance, have you ever been like maybe in a group of people or with somebody and somebody walks past and you say, oh, I know them. Do you know them? No, I don't know them. Oh man, they are great people. They come from a great family. Yeah. And then before long, maybe somebody else walks by and you know, they got that reputation. 
and they say, oh, do you know her? And their eyes get big like this. And that means, you know, that they didn't have a good reputation. Something going on in their family line. So anyway, or they personally made some choices that made their uh, character be judged in that way. Yes. So like maybe something, maybe, maybe you've had a, your family's had maybe some things attached to it that weren't good. And that's really what we want to deal with today. Uh, like maybe, um, maybe your family line was called oil field trash. You ever heard that term? I mean, I've even seen it, people be proud of it and put it on the back of their vehicle. <laughs> I'm just oil field trash. Well, who wants to say that about themselves for real, you know, first of all? And then maybe uh, they're liars. Man, there's nobody in that family that can tell the truth. You know, maybe your family was known for that. Maybe they were known for being drunks. Maybe um, people that just did drugs all the time. You know, I mean, those are reputations that are attached to people that, um, that can affect your reputation and your character, and some because of its a born predisposed weakness. You know, I mean, I know you've heard scientific things said about alcoholism, you know, or addictive behaviors, that it can be born in. Like if you were raised in an alcoholic home, the likelihood of you becoming an alcoholic is very high or an addiction, those kinds of things. It's because it's a predisposed weakness for you, and then you see it all your life, and you just figure, well, that's the way of life. Well, that is not the way of life. That's not the, not the path that the Lord would want you to walk out. Um, why is a good name better than riches? Proverbs 22 and 1 says that a good name is to be more desired than great wealth, and favor is better than silver and gold. And the reason why is because favor will open doors for you that money never could. Okay? God's favor, I'm going to share something with you about my life that God's favor was on me at that time. And um, we were, I, I had a bright and formal wear business, and I was going to need to move out of the building I was in, and I wanted to just have my own building. So I would go to this intersection in Jasper. Now, Jasper County has a lot of people. It's the county seat, and it serviced, uh, serviced a lot of little schools around. And so um, a half a mile from the largest intersection in Jasper, I would stop every day at the red light. And I would just say, Lord, you know, if there was a piece of property right here, I mean, everybody would see it. You know, they'd have to stop, and they'd look around, and they'd say, beautiful dresses in the window. they oh, I want to go there. Well, one day, this lady, I had contacted her because I knew she had owned property, and I was really going to ask her about a different building that she had for lease. And uh, she said, well, everything I've got, uh, that's, it's all leased, and so I don't have anything available. She called me back in a few weeks, and she said, you know, I had some renters in a house that's in that area, and why don't you just go by there and look at it and see what you think about it? So I drove by there, and while I was sitting on the property, I called her and I said, please don't tell anybody else about this. I'm going to go, that was on a Saturday. I said, I'm going to go to the bank on Monday and I'm going to have a check for you on Tuesday. I didn't know if I could even get a loan, okay? <laughs> uh, so I walk in the bank and I tell Mr. Powers, I said, I need to borrow $75,000 and the property that I want to buy is $25,000 and I want $50,000 to build a building and whatever I exceed $50,000, I'll just pay out of my pocket. I was closing on that property the next day. I had a check for her for $25,000. I never even filled out a loan application. That is favor. Yeah. I turned around selling that building for $155,000. And so um, 
you know, and, and I will say this, I could have bought all the property next to it for $80,000. There is now a, a little shopping center sitting on it, and they're just banking the cash. You know, it's like, we failed to think big enough. That's just a little extra. So think big. Think bigger than I did. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, you know, there's people that have even made uh, songs about it. And uh, after I mention this one, you're going to know I probably two-stepped to this one a time or two, and I bet you have too. But it's like, Hank, why do you do the things that your daddy wrote? Well, all I'm doing is carrying on an old family tradition. Okay, so, I mean, he even called it in one part of the song a unique position. Well, he don't know that he's prophesying, but it is a unique position. He was telling us about an inherited predisposition to a weakness. There's another song out there. I don't know who sings it, and, and it's kind of newer. Uh, it says, I come from a long line of losers. Who, who wants to be a loser? I don't think there's anyone in this room that woke up this morning and said, I want to be a loser. Did anybody wake up in here and say, I want to be an alcoholic? No. No, because you know that that leads you down a path of destruction. Yeah. So we don't want that. And Jesus made provision for that, not, not just... He didn't just die for our sins so that we could spend eternity with him. He died so we could live in freedom. And the songs this morning, I don't pick out the songs. Whoever speaks from this platform, they don't pick out the songs. It just so happened that the Holy Spirit knew that we needed to be in a position of walking out our freedom today. Okay, so we're all born in iniquity. I've already said that. And we have a predisposed or a propensity for weakness in particular areas. Um, it's born in, and the word is akval, aval. It means crooked and perverse. So in Isaiah, and I've already, uh, I've already mentioned this scripture about him being bruised for our iniquities. So it comes down our family line in our DNA. And when it comes to our own personal uh, reputation, our choices in life will make up that that reputation and we can be like Hank Jr. or we can decide not to be. Now there are some people that they can just decide to stop doing something. You know there's not a lot of people like that. How many people do you know that struggle with stuff and then you know people that man they can just say I'm not gonna do that anymore and they just don't. Yeah. Well my husband is one of those. He can just stop something. Um, I, I'm not necessarily like that but he had, he, he had only one uncle that, that lived to like an older age. All the rest of his family, the men, the grandfather, his daddy, an uncle, I don't know how many others, but they were all dead by the time they were 35. And they were all dead because they were in alcohol-related automobile accidents. Marvin was drinking when we were, get, we were dating. I didn't know that he had those predisposed weaknesses. I didn't even understand predisposed weaknesses until I was 34. I didn't know anything about iniquities. I mean, I knew that scripture was in the Bible, but no one ever explained it to me. I was ignorant of it. So today, you're not going to be ignorant about it anymore because I'm telling you about it, okay? And ignorance doesn't mean you're stupid. It means you just didn't know it, okay? You just didn't know it. You didn't understand it. <clears throat> well, Marvin got up one morning, and he was drinking when he got up. Instead of coffee, he had whatever whiskey I think he liked. I don't know. Anyway, um, so he took a drink, and he heard a voice, and that voice said, I'm gonna, I killed all of them. I'm going to kill you too. 
and he was maybe 27. So he didn't have very much longer to live if he let himself go down that path. And he said no. Whenever we were dating, he was smoking. I didn't really want smoking in my house. And so he'd smoke out on the porch. And then one day he just quit. I mean, people can't just always do that. There are people who, who would like to quit smoking, and they are struggling with it. You know, it's a battle. It's not easy to do. Um, so anyway, there are those kind of people in the world, and most of us are not like Marvin was. So now I want to I wanna clarify something uh, and roll out my own scroll. Uh, as I was talking to Pastor Deborah about that that day, I started thinking about all the things that I knew in my family line. Now, it is true that my dad was a pastor, but most of the church planters, the pastors, the deacons, the church leaders, I mean, one of my great-great-great-grandmothers on my mother's side was a charter member of the old North Church in Nacogdoches. That's historically, you know, Nacogdoches was that group of people before Texas was even Texas. So it goes that far back, but that's on my mama's side. Doesn't come down my daddy's side. My daddy's side were more likely to get churched because they'd be playing at a dance the night before, and they'd go try to play at church, and then they would get them, kick them out of the church because they'd been playing at a dance the night before. <laughs> you know, that's how they used to do. You get put out of the church. But <clears throat> so I'm going to roll out some of that for you today. And uh, one of my cousins is here. I call her my baby cousin because she's. Her mama was my first cousin, okay? But um, I, I called her and shared this with her and told her that I was going to speak about it. And I'm so glad that you're here today, Rhonda. But um, anyway, it, it comes through our Murphy line, okay? Um, my great-great-grandfather had a bunch of children with his wife. His name was Larkin Nuba Murphy. And um, I have a document, a copy of a document, where his wife made him list all of his legitimate children, and it was notarized, okay, witnessed. It's because obviously there were some that he had out there that weren't legitimate. And I do know of one because I went to a family, his um, ancestral kind of meeting deal one time, and um, the, a man was there, and he was telling me about this. And um, my great-great-grandfather, <coughs> when my great-great-grandmother was pregnant. He also had had a relationship with a teenage girl. She became pregnant. And um, when that baby was born, um, the young mother died in childbirth. And in the late 1800s, that was such a disgrace to be a child of illegitimacy, illegitimate birth, that it was horrifying for her parents. And I'm not condoning what they did by any means. But they took the baby and they laid her in the fork of the road. And they sent a message to my grandmother, great-great-grandmother, and they said, you can come and get this. Let's see how young the children are in here. Um, you can come get this fatherless child, and they used a different word, okay? Or you can leave her here and let the wolves eat her. My great-great-grandmother sent one of my great-great-grand-whatevers um, to go get the baby, and she raised it in her home like her own. And what is so sad about it is that there at the cemetery in Polk County, she doesn't even, the, the mother of this baby doesn't even have 
any information on her headstone. It just has her initials and her last name. So there is a family name of Lowe that is out there that is actually a Murphy. So <clears throat> the kindness and graciousness of my great-great-grandmother, I pray to God that I got some of that. Amen. Because to, to hear that story and see that my great-great-grandmother was able to raise that baby in her house with her own children and not look at her and despise her, that's, that's, that's like close to a miracle to me, if it's not one, okay? Uh, because she would be a constant reminder of what her husband did. And maybe that's why she had the paper drawn up. But then after him, there's another one, and I won't talk about his story too much because it's, it's terrible. But um, I will just say that my great-grandmother, when she died, um, she had a, a communicable disease, if you know what I mean because my great-grandfather was too busy outside the marriage. So then we get down to my grandpa. And when my daddy felt the call to the ministry to become a pastor, um, he went to tell his daddy. He was very happy about it, so I wanted to share that with his family. My grandpa stood up and slapped him and told him he was sorry he had ever raised a son that it would be a preacher. So that's what's in my family line. So all the times that Jason has stood here and, and been so gracious to Marvin and I and shared the good things that we've done, um, it's like I don't want you to think that my family line is perfect, that I came from some bunch of holy people because I'm just like any of you. I was in the boat. I was walking around the, I mean, I could have just been walking around the steps of hell and fell right in, you know? Because there's been a time or two in my life that I've been so disappointed and hurt that I wanted to pick up, I wanted to pick up a bottle of vodka yep. and just drown myself in it. Just to get, I mean, to me, alcoholism, all you're doing is you're covering up this deep wound in you that you can't deal with because you don't know how. So today we're going to talk about how, and I'm going to lead you through prayers to get you free of it, okay? And I hope you'll receive that. I hope that you'll receive the freedom that comes with it. Um, so then it gets down to my daddy. Now I'm going to talk about him just a minute. Not only did my grandpa, and let me say this before I move forward. <clears throat> to me, when my grandpa did that, that showed me that there was a spirit of God-hating. Something about that was God-hating. He had a judgment against preachers for some reason. Okay, um, but it also showed me that it was also sprinkled with some spirit of Jezebel. Yeah. And I was praying with a lady one time who, who did personal ministry in Oklahoma, and I just kind of wanted to find out from her how they did it because a church had asked us to kind of head up that personal ministry group at their church and all that. And we did a particular way that we learned and so I just wanted to get some notes uh, from her. And as she began to ask me about my own life, she says, well, I perceive that there's a spirit of Jezebel in your family line. And I said, really? And then I start thinking, oh, my goodness, what, do I what am I wearing? You know, because that's the first thing that women think of, you know, that they're trying to, like, flaunt themselves, you know, and get attention and all of that. And so she said, it's not that, it's not that. <clears throat> she said, Jezebel's main goal, well, is control but it's mostly 
to shut the mouth of a prophet. So that day when my grandpa slapped my daddy's face, that was the first attempt to shut the mouth of a prophet, prophet in my daddy, okay? Yeah. So then <clears throat> um, he was pastoring a church in Polk County, and, um, you know, in the Baptist church, usually the preacher stands down here, and he receives people for prayer, only him. They don't have prayer partners like we do here. And a lady walks up who is very involved in the church, and um, he thinks she's coming for some prayer need. And she gets up there and she says to him, I'm going to see to it that you never preach again. I ha I'm going to have your job. And you talk about brazenness. I'm telling you, I'd be afraid that God would strike me dead right there. I mean, I have enough fear of God that, I mean, when I was acting my crazy fool self, and they'd beg me to come play the piano because they didn't have a piano player at church on Sunday. I'd sit on that piano stool, and then they'd beg me, oh, please sing a special. And I didn't want to because I was afraid God was going to kill me. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, I did. <clears throat> I mean, I would do it, and thank God he let me live. But, um, oh, and I missed something real important, and, and I better say this before I move forward. You know all this illegitimacy that came down my family line. It came out of sexual immorality. Now, it'll come down line in your family in various ways. It won't just always be adultery. It won't always be illegitimacy. It can be addictions to pornography. It can be anything. So um, having said that, in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, it says that no one from illegitimate birth can come into the congregation. That means I'm only four generations down, so I wouldn't even be able to be in church. But because I'm no longer under the law and none of us are, we are free to walk in and receive from him, okay? So um, anyway, um, I don't have a lot of time left, so I'm going to have to hurry. Um, so I've shared all of that with you about, about my family uh, and about that spirit of Jezebel that was in our line. So the reason why I wanted you to write things down is because we're going to address them specifically in a little bit. But um, so what happened with my daddy? You know, my daddy's been a good man. He's been a good father, a good provider. He's been faithful to my mother. He, we had a conversation about it not too long ago. They've been married 70 years. And he said, I can say I have been faithful to your mother all this time. Wow. Well, what made my daddy be able to be that way? Now, I'm going to share something with you that I think is very, very important. You see, you know, the world gets worse and worse. Why does it get worse and worse? Because all of us come together in a marital union, and we reproduce children, and if we haven't cleaned up our own iniquity yeah. DNA, yep. then our children get the double that comes from both sides of us. But there's also can be blessing in that, okay? My mother came from a very kind, gracious, God-fearing family. And when my daddy married her, and they became one flesh, I believe that my daddy took on some of that goodness that my mother had. Yeah. If we can get the bad, why can't we get the good? Okay? So my daddy made choices. He made choices to live a better life. He hated alcohol because he saw what it did to his family. So he chose to not do it. He just chose to not do it. And I don't know if my daddy understood iniquities the way I'm telling you about it today. We've never gotten in a conversation about that. 
Maybe I need to. But, you know, I see my daddy. I mean, my, my grandpa horsewhipped my daddy in the barn when he was 10 years old and told him, you will never amount to anything. And my daddy has lived. He'll be 89 this year. And there is nothing my daddy can't do. You know why there's nothing my daddy can't do? Because he's trying to prove to himself that he is something. And that he could be something. And he could do something. And there's people, there's probably people in this room that you're living your life trying to fight back the words that someone said to you. And it's in you. And it's in you. And you're fighting. You're fighting. Well, Jesus made a provision for all of that. And we commit our lives to him, and we can apply everything he did for us to that. So what I want to do is um, I want to lead you through a prayer, and then I'm going to give you some scriptures, and then we'll be coming to the end. So how many of you, while I've been talking, I mean, I can look around the room and I see people's emotions, and I don't think that your emotions are stirred up because I've told you some stories about my own life. I think they're connecting with stories in your life. So that's what I'm talking about. If you've got a predisposed weakness in your family line, I want you to write it on that piece of paper. There's a pen and the thing in front of you. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer, and we're going to break those iniquities. If you have children that are underage that have never had the opportunity to choose to be, you know, drink alcohol or choose to be involved in sexual immorality, then you need to pray over them. If you hadn't had a baby yet, then you need to get yourself cleaned up so that your next generation that comes out of your issue is holy and free of all of that, okay? So let's address that today. So y'all repeat after me. We're going to pray the prayer. I want you to take those pieces of paper home. If you didn't write anything down right now, I want you to write it down, and I want you to have prayer time at home. There's going to be some slips that look like this on the front desk as you go out the door. (coughs) Excuse me. Get you one. Pray it over yourself. Break it. Break it. The Holy Spirit, the Word says that He is Jehovah Shammah, and He is in every place. So He's going to be at your house. He's going to be in your car, wherever you pray this prayer. All right? So let's pray together. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for all the provision you made when you gave your life for me. Thank you for being bruised for my iniquities, for making a way for me to walk straight in the path that you have for me. Lord, I confess as sin that I have agreed with iniquities that have come down my family line. I've made choices that affected me and those I love. But I choose today to be set free from any iniquity and any predisposed weakness in my life that has kept me from being who you created me to be. I apply all that you did on the cross to my life. I ask that the Holy Spirit seal this redemptive transaction and to make the crooked way straight and fill any empty place in me. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I release you in the name of Jesus from that. Now, I'm going to read you a few verses. I want to tell you that this is your reputation now. I'm going to give you a good reputation, okay? I want you to live up to a good one. All right, Micah 6.8 says that he has shown you, O man, what is good and what, what God requires of us. That's to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with him. Deuteronomy 32 and 10 and Psalm 17 and 8 says that you are the apple of his eye. And if you've never felt what it's like to be the apple of his eye, you need to feel it. You need to know it and know that it's real. Galatians 5 and 22, the fruits of the Spirit. You choose, this is you, me. We choose to operate in the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to walk in love. We're going to owe no man anything but to love him. We're going to have joy no matter our circumstances. We're going to have peace no matter what and live in peace with others. We're going to be long-suffering. We're going to be patient with others who are struggling in their faith, and we're not going to give up easily. Kindness. You're going to consider their situation and offer understanding but sprinkled with the truth of the Scripture. Goodness, so that you do your best in all things with integrity and faithfulness. You remain always loyal to the truth of the Scripture and operate your life accordingly. You're gentle. You consider your words and your actions when dealing with others and with yourself. You have self-control. You learn to control your outbursts, your spending, your eating, your selfishness, and all other aspects of emotions. Galatians 6 and 2, you bear one another's burdens and you have compassion. And what I want you to take away from today, I hope, is that no matter the reputation of your family or your own reputation, that his desire is that our reputation represents him. And because Jesus took all of that for us, we don't have to take it. He didn't carry it forward into the New Testament. He changed it. We are changed forever. The old is gone and the new lives on. And so be blessed today in your freedom. Walk it out. And when you walk out the front door, don't let the devil take the truth from you. The truth is that you're free. And you don't have to become ensnared by it again. So be free today. Walk in your freedom. Let me pray for you. And if our prayer partners will come forward, they'll be here to receive you if you need specific prayer to break something off of your life. So in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that you're here with us. I thank you, Lord God, that you have set us free. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you took bruises in your body to to break the iniquities off of me that were in my family line. I thank you, Lord God, that you've set our feet on a straight path. Lord, your word says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered. And I say today that these people are righteous because they believe in you, they've accepted you, and they're walking in righteousness that is in your name. I thank you for all of it. I pray for uh, a blessed week for every one of them. I pray that you would reveal to them the great things, Lord God, that you have for them and the freedom that they're walking out. In the name of Jesus, amen. help you have authentic relationships with God and his people, to have real experiences with the Holy Spirit, and to find lasting freedom. If the Holy Spirit speaks to you through this message, or if you want to make a decision for Jesus, please reach out at freedomdl.com connect. For more info on freedom, including service times and location, visit freedomdl.com. Thanks for listening.